This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Hold on a second, Rob. Okay. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back in 30 seconds. All right, hold on a sec. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. We, we just didn't know what to do, and it was going to kill Clover. Kept tapping. Hey, Rob, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. My wife's yeah. at work. I'm on kid duty and <laughs> dog duty, and there was a giant spider on the stairs that was freaking the girls out, so I had to go. <laughs> I had to, <laughs> had to go be dad. <laughs> that was my Batman moment for the day. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, when I, I squeezed it, a villainous scum in my eyes, like t- Titan, like Norm Vogel. Uh, <laughs> Drew me. Um, so anyway, uh, I forget where I left off, but I'll just like leave a little space here. And okay. you don't like the Drake. I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Oh. You like the Drake? I love the Drake. This podcast will take a chronological look at the third boy to wear the mantle of Robin, Tim Drake, through the 90s and 2000s Robin series, Red Robin, Young Justice, and Teen Titans. And from time to time, taking a look at the modern era of Tim Drake in the pages of DC Comics, while also talking about other Robin and Batman happenings in the world. So sit back and relax and find out why everyone loves the Drake. Good for them. Love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. I'm impressed. What can I say? I'm irresistible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake comic podcast. I'm your host, Rob Myers, and welcome to episode 85. The show is brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. This podcast is also associated with Batman on Film through their podcast network, BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. You can get hold of us through all the social media outlets through Facebook at Facebook.com slash Everyone Loves the Drake. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can get hold of us on Instagram and over at YouTube. And you can email into the show at Robin ELTD podcast. And if you listen on iTunes, uh, leave us a nice review. A little five-star review would be cool, but we understand if it's three or four, 
one kind of hurts. <laughs> but uh, if you do leave a review, we will read it on the air. And we've got some emails uh, to read that we're going to let a couple pile up. I know a couple of you have written in. It's kind of a going to be a busy couple weeks. So we're going to wait and read the emails and reviews after the first of the year uh, to kind of start the year off fresh. But uh, we will get to your emails and comments coming up and your iTunes reviews. Like I said, I'm your host, Rob Myers, and five years yeah. Um, mm. this is something that I, like in my wildest dreams, I kept saying for a while, like, well, if I do, if I do 10 episodes, I think when <laughs> I thought I only had like four or five people listening to the show, I thought, all right, I'll do year three and then I'll do the only place of living. And then I'll kind of may- maybe wrap it up and just cherry pick some other, uh, favorite Robin stories and kind of do the show like Tom Paneris did on taking flight. He went through the highlights of the Dick Grayson character And then right around episode 10, you know, Terrence had hopped on and um, the show started gaining a little bit of little speed and a little momentum. And, you know, here we are uh, 85 episodes later and it's five years. And uh, uh, Ryan had made his first appearance on the show. And I'm hurriedly trying to get to my uh, notes here. Episode 40, June 22nd. Uh, 2016 as a guest spot for Batman versus Superman, which your first uh, episode on yeah. the show. Um, not knowing that, okay, we're going to have you back. You know, you were on for 41, 42, had a little bit of a break. And then for 44, kind of straight through other than I'm missing a few here. So you've been on through 2016. I think I had had us do the Batman versus Superman uh, reactions while it was still really fresh. And then now knowing where everybody has landed with the film. So like your first episode was kind of like a, uh, okay, what? So I just kind of wanted you to talk just a little moment of being on the show here and celebrating five years. And, uh, first thing I got to say is uh, with you coming onto the show, it was so surreal to hear you talk about us on Batman on film, a show (laughs) that Terrence and I both still very much listen to. And I was following Batman on film when it was just, uh, a website like, Oh, Hey, cool. Look, there's this, you know, Batman, this bill guy is doing a, um, I forget what is jet something, uh, was jet D 60. Yeah. Kind of corresponding back and forth, just a little bit that I did and, uh, hearing you mention the show and Terrence sending me a message goes, you listen to Batman on film. This Ryan <laughs> talked about everyone loves a Drake. And then getting added to the network, uh, was, was really kind of humbling. And then, you know, the hearing our name mentioned on your show and the likes started coming through a little bit. So I got to meet some wonderful people, Rick and Justin's been on the show and we've had Bill in some capacity. So I just kind of want you to talk just on the, uh, the five years of the show, like where, where you came into it or where, like how you found out about the show. So what are some thoughts you have? Yeah. You know, I, it's kind of crazy because I don't know how I found the show anymore. It's kind of weird because like once you get into this whole podcasting thing, everything kind of (laughs) meshes together. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's cause I just love Tim Drake so much. Um, and I think 2016 was a big year for a a lot of us doing the, doing podcasting stuff because, um, you know, we were all looking forward to BVS, you know, BVS and there was Holy Batcast and, uh, as well do, doing their stuff in addition to BOF and um 
yeah, and so I just remember everybody being excited about it, but in the meantime, I had just started, you know, really getting back into comics, and, you know, recent comics, but I liked Tim Drake so much, and I found, you know, Everyone Loves a Drake, and by that time, you had done all these episodes, and I guess you could probably, i probably talk about it whenever I mention it on on a, on BOF before I'm, a, I'm on the show or whatever, I that must have been when I started to kind of find it and listen to it mm-hmm. because what I did was I just, I read along with the show. I, I went back and much like a lot of uh, the listeners we have now, I found the show, I got all the comic books and I kind of read all the issues and, and binge listened to like all the episodes so I could follow along the, the Tim Drake trajectory because it's something that I had not done to that extent, like I'd done it very piecemeal, like, oh, okay, I read, you know, A Lonely Place of, of Dying, and then um, a lot of the series, because I had reviewed uh, Robin mm-hmm. for Batman on film, uh, starting with the one year later stuff around issue 151 or two or something like that until the end, which is around 30-something issues. Um, so I'd done that, and I had written, you know, uh, re- I had read, you know, the sporadic Tim Drake story here and there, but he was always my favorite Robin. So to have a podcast like this that's set up with a, because sometimes the the way comics are set up and not sometimes often, it's hard to like find what a good path is for a character. Like, oh, if I want to get into Tim Drake, what do I read? You know, so just the fact that the podcast was laid out in this semi-chronological order, um, in addition to know, you know, learning about the history of the character and what comics were like at the time and what's going on with that and and how the story ties in with the other one and how it, other stories and how it leads into other things. It was always really fascinating to me anyway. So uh, being able to just uh, follow along, binge listen the episodes and say, okay, now I need to read, you know, these issues of Detective and now we're going to do the, you know, Robin miniseries. Oh, there's three Robin miniseries. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man, they did a lot before they even had a... Uh, a main uh, a main book was just fascinating so it was fun to, to do all that and just joining you guys initially for, for BBS was fun because um, around, you know when that movie came out we couldn't stop talking about <laughs> right. it and we kind of still can't um, <laughs> for better <laughs> for or for worse yeah. so uh, yeah so you know uh, my my uh, overall flimsy B opinion of the movie I don't think is is pretty is pretty uh commonplace nowadays but but it is interesting to go back and listen because we did all three of us record our initial thoughts uh, of of bbs and and if you go back and listen to the first show i'm on and you listen to me i i i say like i think i like this movie <laughs> right. a lot i i think i loved it and you can kind of hear me like being pretty unsure of what Trying i just saw yourself <laughs> into it yeah try yeah i mean it had it has and that's not to get into BBS right, discussion, right, right. but it has great part. It has great parts in it for sure. And there's a lot I do appreciate about it. Um, but overall it just doesn't kind of work for me in a lot of ways. Um, so it's interesting to see. And that's BBS more than probably the majority of other films has been a really conflicting and interesting kind of experience in terms of what you think about a movie and how your opinion can evolve and change the more you, watch it or analyze it and that kind of thing. Um, and so I kind of do give it a lot of credit for that. Um, but yeah, it's fun to go back and listen to that because that kind of shows the genesis of, of, of where I was at, on, at BOF at the time and then listening to your show and then being able to actually 
guest star on what, like six episodes or yeah. so until it was like, you know, why don't I just <laughs> <laughs> be part of the show? Well, I remember going back um, and because back and forth with uh, Terrence, like we had you on like 40, 41, 42, and then you were like 44, 45, 46, 47. And I remember sending Terrence a text saying, should we just ask Ryan to be on? Are we just going to continue? He's like, he keeps saying yes. So I'm like, let's just say if he says (laughs) yes and say, we're going to ask you one time, but it'll just be forever. So uh, you officially joined. So it's been nice having the three of us and case in point, you know, Terrence is unable to be here today. But we've got the flexibility. Yeah, it's actually helped us. Mm-hmm, it's helped us keep the show kind of going, even when when schedules are hard and things like that. Because listening to the show, it's like something that I want to be a part of, and it's something I want to keep going with. In terms of, I want to keep reading Tim Drake. I want to keep talking about Tim Drake, and you know, it's a great celebration of the character. And there's not, and there's no other podcast that's quite like it. So that's why I think it's pretty important to do. Not, and it, and of course, that's secondary to. Um, just the friendships and fun yeah. that we've had doing the show. Um, and the show's been able to kind of do that for the listeners too. I think it's been really f- fun and rewarding to kind of hear, hear comments from people and, and, and have people say that, you know, they like what we do and like the show and things like that. So, um, but yeah, being able to be a part of the show and keep it going is, uh, you know, it's been great. And, uh, a couple things that I had always wanted to do, which the last two things we'll touch on here before we get to our main event is getting to episode 51 and having the idea that I wonder if I could send Chuck Dixon a message through Facebook. He's probably not going to reply. And then I'm corresponding with like Chuck Dixon. I had to tell my wife, I'm like, babe, this is Chuck Dixon, like the Chuck Dixon. She's like, okay. So I had to go get my, all my Batman comic books and show him like, look at all this stuff he's written. Like he wrote nightfall for crying out, you know, it was part of nightfall and Robin series. And then getting to talk to him. It's really funny. If you listen really closely to episode 51, you can hear moments of Taryn, Terrence Ryan and myself kind of get lost in the interview. Like I felt like Chris Farley, like with um, Paul McCartney and the Saturday night life skit. Like, so you wrote Robin. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, like I want to try and sound as intelligent as I possibly can. And then that kind of spilled into Ryan getting to set up the Denny O'Neill interview, which was about as surreal as you could possibly get in an interview, which you guys will, uh, you've heard little bits on this show, but Ryan's uh, trying to put something really cool together. Um, getting to interview James Tinian uh, on the show, which that was fun to listen to. That was, that was awesome. And then, kind of being able to piggyback that on Batman on film, being able to be a guest, uh, I think three or four times now I've been able to be a, uh, a guest on that show and talking about action figures and yeah, Gotham by gaslight, Gotham by gaslight and mm-hmm. then doing the retrospective of rebirth over there. So it's like all these doors have kind oh, of, yeah, we get out of that giant deep dive. Yeah, of rebirth. That, that, that was, was probably, I was glad of, of all the episodes that I've been able to kind of say, Hey, I was on Batman on film. That was so much fun. Uh, I've got to be really good friends with, uh, Pete Vera. Uh, he and I are texting back and forth, which I, if that wouldn't have happened and Justin Kowalski is another one, he's been on our show. I've got a couple of the things lined up through next year. We've got a quote unquote interview with Staz Johnson coming up, which I've got to send the interview questions to Terrence and Ryan to look over. We'll, we'll talk about that once it gets up. So that's coming up on the show. 
So just been a lot of cool things. Terrence isn't here. Like I said, he made his first guest appearance on episode five. Uh, March 14th was Terrence's first episode. And then he was like on, on again, off again. He'd be on for like one or two episodes and off. Um, he and I were on another podcast on with Tim Jirasi for a while. And he kept saying, I, I don't want to you know step all over your toes until we got to like episode 25, where he was like, you know what? I, I, I will be a part of the show. And he's been here almost since that whole entire time. So uh, for both Terrence and Ryan, I thank you both much, very much for doing this because it'd be an awkward show. Like where people said, Oh, I binge listened to the, you know, your first 15 episodes and I'm going, Oh my God, this first 15 are so rough. <laughs> I was listening to a couple of them, <laughs> but since some shows were maybe Terrence and Ryan, couldn't do it. I feel much more confident in doing a solo show, doing like the Walmart Teen Titans book. So um, it's cool that everything's come around. And like you said, Ryan, some, some good friendships have come around. And if the cards play out right, uh, there's a conference coming up in Bowling Green, Ohio, that maybe I might get to see one or two of you. So, yes, we need to work on that too, by the way. Yes. Uh, editor's note for Rob. Um, I'll be sending that to you here ASAP. So that's our little intro to the show and like you've probably seen by the artwork this is the radio drama in its full entirety without all of us jibber jabbering it's all four episodes of the radio drama from episode 71 72 73 and 74 all running right together so uh, this is my thank you to everybody for listening to the show these past five years and i hope the next five are just as fun and we can maybe uh get Chuck Dixon back on the show again at some point, some of these other creators and just get more of a deep dive into the Robin catalog. So uh, from me to you guys sit back, relax and enjoy the uh, radio drama, a lonely place of living. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. The Batman universe.net and Robin. Everyone loves the Drake probably presents an ELTD production of a Lonely Place of Living, the radio drama. The story you are about to hear takes place in the pages of Detective Comics number 965 through 968. The main story was written by James Tynion IV with excerpts by Marv Wolfman and Jeff Johns. Drama script written and directed by Rob Myers. And now, our presentation of A Lonely Place of Living. Prologue. 
Previously in Detective Comics number 940, Rise of the Batman. Batman. Red Robin hacked my father's drone army successfully, but he couldn't shut them down, so instead of the drones attacking the citizens of Gotham, he changed the program to attack one lone person instead. Himself. I'm still ten miles from his location. My father's released a second wave of drones at Red Robin's location. He barely fought off the first wave. He's not going to be able to handle this second wave alone. Batman, this is about to get much worse. I don't think you're going to reach him in time. At ground zero of the first drone attack, a battered, bloodied, and bruised Red Robin surprisingly rises from the ground. <sighs> uh, you call those drones? Tim, get down into the belfry now! Uh, I just need to catch... My breath. Are the people... Are they safe? They will be. Good. Uh, I hate to think I broke all these ribs for nothing. Uh, yeah, my leg. I think I caught a couple bullets. Oh, the shock is wearing off. Tim. What's that? Uh, I think I hear... Bruce. Batman is gliding from roof to rooftop, but he is not going to make it in time. Don't say it. Tell them I'm sorry. Tell them how much they all meant to me. Dick, Jason, Damien, Alfred. All of them. Thank you for everything, Bruce. Robin out. Tim! At the same moment, Spoiler is frantically trying to race across the streets to her boyfriend's rescue. When he calls her. Steph. Oh, can you hear me? I'm almost there, Tim. I'm almost... Steph, listen. These last few months have been incredible. You've helped me discover exactly what I wanted to do with my life. The kind of man I would be. I wish I was going to be there for you. Tim, don't hang up. Stay with me. I love you, Steph. Goodbye. No! Tim takes out his communicator and manages to muster the last ounce of his strength to stand and face the massive drone army. <sighs> okay. Okay. Okay, bat drones. Let's dance. Hail of gunfire from the drones ending with a massive explosion. Red Robin is gone. Target eliminated. Mission complete. Batman arrives moments too late. He drops to his knees, holding Red Robin's boast. The only thing left of our hero. Batwoman arrives seconds later. Your father. Unconscious the next roof over. We could turn him over to Argus. I know they'll want someone to answer for his crimes. No. Take him to the Belfry. To the holding cells. Bruce? He'll answer for what he's done. He'll answer to me. Later that night in Stephanie Brown's apartment, she begins to cry when Batman enters the room. Spoiler. The others are outside taking care of the scene. You weren't answering your comms. I wanted to make sure you were safe. I... I'm fine. Tim saved hundreds of lives tonight. He put the world before himself, like he always did. Like the greatest heroes always do, he will be remembered for it. He chose this life, Stephanie. We all did. We know what the cost can be. You don't understand. Stephanie holds the acceptance letter from Ivy University 
Batman sees that Tim was accepted to their school. Guilt comes over the Dark Knight as he sees the new life that Tim left behind. Stephanie begins to completely break down in Batman's arms. Not Tim. Not Tim. the same moment somewhere else in the cosmos, Red Robin reappears. But where is he? Is he alive or dead? Tim calls out. Hello? 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 This isn't the colony. Where? Where? Where am I? Mr. Drake, what a pleasure to have you join us. I don't understand. The missiles were primed. I, I can remember them hitting. Am I... am I dead? To those that loved you, yes. You certainly are. Tell me where I am! You were reconnecting threads that could not be reconnected. You are so loved, so deeply intertwined. It became crucial we take you off the field. And that's where you are, Tim. Off. The field. Stop playing games. You obviously know who I am. I was trained by the greatest detective in the world. You won't keep me in this cell forever. Let me go now, or you'll regret it. There's quite a bit of your mentor in you when you want there to be, isn't there? This isn't over! You're right, Mr. Drake. This isn't close to being over. My friends will come for me. Just you wait. My friends will come! The mysterious man walks back into the darkness, leaving our hero pounding on his cell wall. Chapter 1 Not so many years ago, while standing outside of Haley's Circus, Dick Grayson is given an envelope by a young man. In the envelope is a picture of Batman, and it looks like Batman has seen better days. My God, how did you get these? Dick, you know as well as I do, he hasn't been acting right since Jason died. Okay, what's going on? Look, I know you're Nightwing. You used to be Robin, then Jason became Robin, and when he died, Bruce Wayne went to pieces. You know? Dick, don't you see? He needs Robin. He needs to remember what he used to be. Who are you? Dick takes Tim Drake to Wayne Manor, where he and Alfred have a little chat with young Timothy. Come on, Dick. That flip you did is Robin. It was a quadruple somersault. The circus ringmaster said there was only three people that could do that. I knew that somersault. I knew it like my own name. And it all made sense. Batman showed up at the circus and took you with him. About six months later, Robin made his first appearance. If you were Robin, and you were Bruce Wayne's ward, I realized Bruce Wayne was Batman. I don't want to try and say the rest was easy, because you guys really covered your tracks. But if you go in knowing Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are Batman and Robin, well, you can find the clues to prove it. I think he needs you, Dick, but he doesn't need Nightwing. He needs you as Robin. Robin? You want me to go back to being Robin? I can't. Just as I can't go back to being 13 again. But you're right. Batman needs me. Maybe instead of arguing with him, I should try and help him. I guess it's time to show you something. Down here. 
Dick walks to the grandfather clock, turns the hands to the exact time Bruce's parents were killed, and walks down the flight of stairs. Bottom, young Timothy is amazed by what he sees. It's called the Batcave. Oh, it's incredible. Look at all these computers. Look at the trophies. Look how big it is. I, I can't believe I'm actually here. Dick looks at Jason's Robin costume and then changes into his Nightwing costume. Robin? Those were the days. But Thomas Wolfe was right. You can't go home again. And you must go on. No, not Nightwing. You don't understand. Batman needs Robin. Doesn't anyone understand? Perhaps, young man. Perhaps Master Dick understands profoundly. Perhaps that is why he brought you here. Nightwing hops onto his motorcycle and races out of the cave to help Batman, leaving Tim behind. I, I was only thinking of the team, of what Batman and Robin meant. You can't let a legend die like that, Dick. You, you can't. Just let them die. At times, Master Dick can be as stubborn as a mentor. They share at least that trait in common. Consider your success. They shall be working together again. Yeah, but I still can't help but feeling that's not what Batman needs. Tim stares at the Robin costume and takes it upon himself to help. In a matter of moments, he's saving Nightwing and Batman. <coughs> Two-Face. Where is he? I left him with Alfred. The police should be coming. <clears throat> police? Who? Who are you? Uh, Robin. For now, just call me Robin. Tim remembers the day Bruce told him he would train Tim to be his partner. And the glorious day he finally got to become Robin. I want to take this one day at a time. But if you're willing to try, we'll try. Thanks, Mr. Wayne. Uh, Bruce... I'll try and earn your trust. Present day Tim Drake, also known as Red Robin, is surrounded by a series of rings that are keeping him in place as he's once again face to face with Mr. Oz. Timothy Jackson Drake. Why did you go to them all those years ago? Because, Mr. Oz, Batman was out of control. He was losing fights he could have won in his sleep just a few months before, and he was hurting people. There's always been a darkness in Batman, something almost corrosive. And without Jason, without a Robin, that darkness was consuming him. Somebody needed to act. You were just a boy. You were living an ordinary life. I never thought about putting on the cape and tights. That was never my intention. I was going to give Nightwing the push he needed to be Robin again. And then I'd just go home and live my life. And why did you go to him first? Why, Dick Grayson? Because I was there the night Robin began. Because I saw two acrobats fall to their deaths. 
and I saw the boy who leapt from the rafters with impossible grace, pulling off a move that no teenager had ever accomplished before, desperate to see if they were okay. That's how I put it all together. In the end, that's how I found them. I thought, I thought I would impress him. The way that I pieced it all together, and God, I wanted to impress him. I'd only met him once, just as a boy. I was terrified of the circus, but he calmed me down, and he told me that he would be performing just for me. I just knew if I could convince him to put his Robin costume back on, it would set things right. I would be saving Batman, and more than that, I'd be saving Gotham, because ever since that night at the circus, I've known the truth. I've known that Gotham City needs a Batman. But he wouldn't listen, would he? No. He decided to help him as Nightwing. So why did the responsibility to act rest on you? Two-Face nearly killed them both. Somebody needed to help them. I knew what to do. The suit was just hanging in the cave. That's not what I'm asking, Timothy. I'm asking why the responsibility to save Batman and Robin fell to you, an ordinary teenage boy. Why did it have to be you? Because I was the one who saw what needed to happen when nobody else did. I saw the big picture. I knew who they were. How could I not act? How could I not become Robin? I could fix things nobody else would. Nobody else could. You would only save their lives. You were already a hero. You could have left it there. Sure, I guess I could have. But I realized something around then. A hero doesn't need to wear a mask. But it sure helps. If it helps so much, Timothy, why choose to leave it all behind? I helped Batman build a new kind of support system. A way to fight crime in Gotham City he never had before. Something that wouldn't need me there when it was done. Everyone thinks that Batman is this solitary hero. But it was barely a year after he became one that he found his first partner. His first Robin. And he's never truly been alone since. Batman needs people. And I've known that since I was just a kid. And I've made it so he never runs short. Ah. Your friends. They're... They're still fighting. See? It works! It works without me having to do... Wait, what is that? Tim sees a view screen of Bruce keeping waking hours searching to find Tim, but every lead he has is to a dead end. Your mentor. He recently learned that you were alive, that you were trapped. But search as he might, he cannot find you. He hasn't slept in five nights, save for moments that he nods off in the chair. It consumes him. No. But you never answered my question. You have merely described the excuse that allowed you to make the choice to step away. Why did you decide to hang up your costume? Because I put it on for the first time when I was a kid. I'm smart enough to know there may be a better way to help the world. But what will happen if the Batman falls? What will happen when your system fails? When the worst of humanity asserts itself as it always does? Will you give up your life? and take on your mentor's cowl. I'll never be Batman. I've known that from the beginning. I've never wanted that path. Because you fear it. You fear it so much you create intricate systems to manage it from afar. That fear is more of a prison than this place will ever be. That's enough. The system will hold. 
the fact that it's held so long is meaningless. You will never allow yourself to leave that life behind you if you refuse to see its power over you. Trust me, boy. I'm done being interrogated. You never had to answer any of my questions, Timothy. You could have stood silent. No, you misunderstand. I was allowing myself to be interrogated, and now I'm done. It uses less brain power to tell the truth, and I've been multitasking. Multitasking? You know, it took me a long time to figure out why I was having so much trouble reprogramming these computers. Until I remembered that bit of Kryptonian coding theory I deciphered with Batman a few years back. So I've been revising this little holding protocol. Red Robin activates a button on his gauntlets and disables Mr. Oz's security system and leaps into the air, pouncing on the shocked man. I don't know who you really are. I don't know how you know our identities or how you got your hands on our technology, but trust me when I say that I'm the smartest and most dangerous teenager who could have backdoored your computer systems. I want to know everything. I want to know about this prison. I want to know why you brought me here. And I want out. You want to know the terrible little secret of it all, Timothy? Mr. Oz manages to knock Tim to the ground and reveal his true self. I was just as much a prisoner in this place as you were. That... That crest? No. Can't be. That's right. I am Jarrell, father of Kala, known to you as Superman. You're an exceptional young man, Timothy, and I know more than most that being exceptional has a terrible cost. I know what it's like to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I haven't cared much for what I've seen on your world, but I've seen myself in you, Timothy. You won't understand this yet, but I'm saving you. This need in your heart to save them is what turned his eye toward you. What are you talking about? For once in your life, make the selfish decision. Do not go back. I have walked this path to the end, and it's darker than you can imagine. Wait, who put me here? Who are you talking about? Why has he done this? All I can be certain of is this, that his eyes have turned elsewhere as he prepares to act. I must put my plot into motion before it's too late. I implore you, Timothy, do as I have done. Take the time you have to reflect on your life you so desperately seek to return to. It's clear you have no need for a cell any longer. The prison is not what you see around you. It is in your mind. Remember that. Farewell. Wait! Come back! Come back! I, I, I don't understand! I, I don't understand! Jarrell vanishes, leaving Red Robin all alone. No! The computer! If I can just revive the signal from Gotham, I might be able to send to them. This might be my only chance. There has to be some way to broadcast. Damn it, Tim. Think. Deep breaths. Focus. Okay, there's a faint signal. Where the screens were receiving their data, if I funnel all of the power into my suit radio, I, I should be able to send out a last mayday and hope that somebody gets it. This is Red Robin sending a priority message for Batman. I repeat, this is Red Robin for Batman. Priority Alpha 1. I've been locked away in a prison by a person claiming to be Superman's father. I don't know where I am, and I don't know how to get home. 
This is the first time I've had a chance to send something through, and this might be my last chance. He slides to the floor. He's alone again, until he hears a familiar voice. He just left me here. Left me all alone. I don't want to be alone anymore, Bruce. Please, please find me. This is Batman responding. Batman? Do you have a lock on my location? Can you get here? I'm a prisoner here, too. I need you to use your computer. Open the containment cells in Corridor 6A. Wait. That's where I was locked up. Hurry. There's not much time before Oz returns. Computer, hack the containment protocol. Deactivate all shields. Containment cells deactivated. Red Robin races down the hallway to his mentor's location. Finally, he can leave. Robin comes face to face with Batman. Batman! Batman, are you in here? I did what you said. Open the cell doors. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm right here. You're... You really are, Tim. Yeah! Bruce! I'm alive! I'm so relieved you're here. How did you get here? We need to get out of here fast. Uh, Bruce, what's wrong? Get down. Loud rumbling footsteps are headed their way. Batman pushes Red Robin out of the way and draws out his gun fires. What the? I told you to just open the containment cells in this corridor, not the whole prison. Damn, you're so young. You need to be quiet now. You're using a gun? That's wrong. Batman would never. Right and wrong are subjective. You'll learn that when the time comes, Tim. This gun murdered Thomas and Martha Wayne. I've rebuilt it. I'm redeeming a tool of evil. You're not Bruce. You're smart enough to put it together yourself, Tim. Batman unmasks himself. Red Robin is shocked. It's him. Just an older version of himself. No! I'm Tim Drake. Of tomorrow. Batman? I never become... Now get behind me. It's coming. Not a request. We aren't the only prisoners in this place. Doomsday breaks through the wall, headed towards Red Robin and Batman. Chapter 2 Gotham City Many tomorrows from now Anarchy is running across the city rooftops trying to outrun him But there's no escape There's no running from the Batman Ugh. I want you to know something, Anarchy. At the end, I didn't want this. I didn't want any of this. You? I'll stop you. I didn't choose this path. It was chosen for me. Ugh. Don't be ridiculous. The tech in your staff died the second you got in with a hundred feet. Don't forget whose notes you used to crib off of. Over the years, I've come to admire you, Lonnie. Your purity of vision. A noble belief. Misguided, certainly. You put too much trust in people to make the right decision without a system that pushes them in the right direction. Flatter me all you want, Tim. You won't find her. Lonnie. 
don't speak fascist. If you're going to do it, do it! Hmm. Lonnie's actions must come to an end. Batman raises his gun and fires. Tim pauses over the lifeless body of Lonnie when he hears the GCPD sirens behind him. Batman, put your hands up. Commissioner Montoya. By the 2035 Charter Agreement, this is designated as Free Gotham. Bats aren't allowed in here. Hmm. For now. Before Commissioner Montoya can blink, the Batman has gone in the night sky. Moments later, Batman arrives back at the Batcave. As he enters the cave, Brother Eye greets him as he heads to the Batcomputer. Welcome home, Master Timothy. You've received a priority call. Thank you, Brother. Play message. Tim, it's Superman. Vic's team is preparing another raid on the fortress. We've already lost the tower in San Francisco. Another touchdown won't do it. The Titans need their Batman. And it's more than that. I know you better than maybe anyone. You need people. Come back. Please. Delete message. Delete. Batman sits at the computer and watches the video of Anarchy and Spoiler. Stephanie, where could she be? Run the money spider decoding software. Access the most recent recording. Play video. Stephanie, are you sure you want to be back here in, in Gotham? The second you're not under Justice League protection anymore... I've run away from this for too long. I didn't want to admit it to myself that it could be him. Not really. Not Tim. Ugh, if I hadn't set it all in motion, he never would have become what he became after Clayface. Stop! Tim did this to himself. He tried to hold the entire world together by himself. And when he couldn't, it broke him. Whatever that lonely creature is, it sure as hell isn't Tim Drake. Not anymore. As the video stops, a bright light engulfs the cave. And Tim Drake is gone. present in Mr. Oz's prison, Red Robin ah! and this future Tim Drake Batman are trying to escape Doomsday. Red Robin leaps over Doomsday, striking him with a stab. It's having no effect. Batman pulls out his guns again and changes a setting on them and fires a blast of green bullets that make Doomsday crumble into a million pieces for now. Synthetic kryptonite. It can break the skin, but will heal in moments. If you want to live, You'll need to come with me. The new dynamic duo run down a series of hallways trying to put distance between them and Doomsday. He will reform in minutes and they don't want to be there when he does. <sighs> How the hell do you know what can or can't break Doomsday's skin? Hmm. It started when I was your age, maybe a little earlier. I realized no matter how hard I trained, I would never beat a fighter on the same level as Bruce, Dick, or the other Robins. But I knew I was smarter. I knew I could outthink them. I could plan, create cheats, shortcuts to victory. 
and perfect them. I win my fights because I've planned for every possible outcome. Even Doomsday? I spent a month when I was 19 laying out strategies for defeating each primary member of a leaguer's rogues gallery. I keep what I need to win in my suit at all times. It's off our tail for the moment. It's smarter than you think. Adaptable. We won't be able to hold it back the same way twice. And truly fighting it. We're talking about a being who killed Superman. Anyway, we need to move quick or we'll miss our window. Window? I've been trapped in this place for the equivalent of a year, based on the internal clock in my suit. Obviously, we're outside of the confines of hypertime, since we're both here at once. We need to get home. My Titans. We used a modified boom teleport system that I still have built into my suit's computer. If I get the frequency the Oz used to leave this place, I should be able to mimic it and redirect. Carry us back to Gotham. Your Gotham, at least. Then, if I modify the stream, I should be able to redirect the energy flow and take me back to my own timeline. Wait. Just wait a damn second. This is a lot to process. You've already processed it. You just don't like what you've processed. Excuse me? I know what you're thinking right now. I'll never be Batman. I never wanted to be Batman. You don't know what I'm thinking. Of course I do. I remember being you. I remember this conversation. Maybe it's better to say I remember an echo of this conversation. Either way, duck. Just then, Doomsday is behind them. Batman shoots another blast at Doomsday and manages to shut one of the security doors between them. Brother, infiltrate computer systems. Activate emergency doors. Comply. It'll find another way. We need to act fast. You were saying... an echo? Yes. An echo. Time asserts itself in the proper order. Certain pathways are set. When I was Robin, I met myself. The circumstances were different, but the meeting happened. I was horrified that my future self had fallen so far. That he would have used a gun. That he would be a killer. And still, in the end, it did nothing to stop me from becoming what I was destined to become. It just doesn't make sense. It would never be me. Then who, Tim? Who takes Gotham when Bruce dies? Dick steps in for a moment, like he's done before. But he's not like Bruce, is he? So he builds a life. He builds a family. In time, the circus boy does what he was always built to do. Move on. It's a familiar story, isn't it? You remember trying to get him to return to the role of Robin, and you begged him again to no avail. No, Dick Grayson's story doesn't end in Gotham. It never did. It never could. Jason's story has always been a tragedy, and its ending comes before he can ever take the cowl in hand. I spent a year searching for him, tracing every rumor of the Red Hood's criminal underworld on the other side of the planet. And the search ended in the Himalayas with the story of a hundred mystic assassins. He did better than you might expect, but not well enough. When I found him, he lost an eye and one of his legs. And worse than that, he lost the will to live. And while you search for Jason, Damien nearly burns the city to the ground. What did you do to him? I did what I always do, Tim. I do what's necessary. You're a monster. <sighs> Morality isn't black and white as you think it is. You'll learn that sooner than you think. Gotham needed a Batman more than ever. 
I had spent years trying to get away from that life, trying to find some kind of peace, some kind of escape. I saw exactly what the city needed, exactly how to reinstill the order that existed under Bruce. At the end of the day, there was no one else. What about Kate? What about Batwoman? Especially not her. God, still be that trusting. Batwoman isn't the person you think she is, Tim. You're going to learn that soon enough. No, I can't believe that's why I built the Gotham Knights Protocol. The Belfry, all of it. A self-perpetuating system? That could not operate without you. I left the team in my timeline. I got a few months into Ivy University, and then it all started falling apart. No! I refuse to accept this. You think I didn't? You know how many ways I tried to go back and stop this, Tim? Think of every way that you know about, that you would attempt to go back and alter the timeline if you were desperate enough. Think of every possibility that 20 years of experience would offer you to stop that. Some points and times are fixed. Some choices are already made for you. Doomsday breaks through the door and Red Robin manages to pull out some of the flash grenades, temporarily blinding the creature. We need to get it back in the cell. Use the- Shut up, I know. Just then, Superman appears and flies back down the hall. Doomsday turns after the Man of Steel. Red Robin's hologram of Superman did the trick. Hmm. Wasn't expecting that. That's because we're not the same person. Consider for a moment, Tim. A cosmic being of untold power and origin pulled us both from our timelines. Does an Ivy League University student warrant that kind of interference? No, it wasn't your present it was after. It was your future. Your potential. Clearly it suspected that we might put together the pieces we shouldn't before it could act. The same reason it took the fifth dimensional imp. It didn't want to be observed. The only reason it would let us free, then, would be if whatever it was planning was about to happen. Yes. Sounds like a good reason to get back to your Gotham, isn't it? Security system compromised. Quick, take my hand. Huh? I'm sorry, Tim. You're going to have to trust me if you want to go home. You already know you're going to do it. You're just trying to decide if you'd be morally compromised by doing it. Fine. Get me out of here. In a blinding flash, Red Robin and Batman are gone. Seconds later, they are back in present-day Gotham City. Is this... Is this really home? It should be. Then, thank you. But at the risk of sounding rude, I think it's time you went back to where you belong. Before I go, I wish I was told something when I was in your shoes. Tell Connor you're sorry. For everything. Heal that wound before it can't be healed. You know how much he matters to us. And in my time, let's just say, you don't have any friends left to lose. Connor? Who the hell is Connor? Brother, access all intelligent networks. Give me everything you can about the current timeline. So much is the same. The things have been changed, altered, almost imperceptibly. What are you doing? What the hell are you talking about? That can't mean... Batman takes out his battering and slices Red Robin's forearm. Ah! What the hell? He quickly takes off the gauntlet, seeing a scar that he has never seen before. A scar. I have a scar. That means... 
I can be free. Oh, thank God I can be free. Override. 343256. Paralytic shock. Level 7. Batman shocks his younger self unconscious. I'm sorry, Timothy, but somehow it's not said anymore. The future is mutable. I can free you from ever having to be me. Starting with the person responsible for setting my life into motion. The one responsible for the fall of the Batman. I need to kill Batwoman. Chapter 3. In the Batcave, Bruce Wayne is replaying the final moments of Red Robin over and over again before he disappears, looking for something he missed that might give him a clue to the whereabouts of his young partner when Alfred walks in. Play again. Okay. Okay. Okay, Bat Drones. Let's dance. Okay, bat drones, let's dance. Play again. Master Bruce, you need to sleep even just a few hours. I'm getting ready to pull out one of Dr. Crane's more narcotic gases from the laboratory if you continue like this. I've lost too much time already, and the answers are not coming fast enough. Something, someone wanted to make sure that I wouldn't suspect anything. It was a targeted ploy. Ever since Damien, I've made sure that I follow every thread. The Broken Wing Protocol. I spent a week and a half studying Tim's remains, examining every angle, but I only saw what I was meant to see. It's clear now, more than ever, that it was deliberate. Whatever took him knew exactly how to pass every one of my tests. I wish more than anything that I could say that I suspected foul play. That I saw this coming, but I didn't, Alfred. I buried ashes in my family plot. We had a funeral, for God's sake. And all the time he's been out there, lost and trapped, knowing that at the end of the day, his mentor was one of the world's greatest detectives on the planet. He knew I was coming. I wasn't! And I can't stop until I bring him home. So, Just another couple hours. I'll get some sleep before noon, I swear. No. The distress beacon. Master Timothy's costume. It just activated. Here in Gotham? Seconds later, Batman is racing across the streets of Gotham City in the Batmobile towards Red Robin's location. Alfred. The emergency room, three buildings down.
quickly races up the back sewer of the hospital, all while getting out of the batsuit before he reaches the top. Need out of costume, you'll need to... I know. I have the backup. Tim Drake is being rushed into the hospital, unconscious. How did he get in here? Walked in the front door just a few minutes ago before passing out in the lobby. Why is he in workout gear? You'll have to ask him. It seems like he's been given a near-fatal electric shock. Son? Son, can you hear me? Uh... He's going into cardiac arrest. Get the paddles. Clear. Charge again. Clear. I think he's going to be okay. Good. You can't be back here, Mr... Wayne. Bruce Wayne. The boy is Timothy Jackson Drake. I'm his legal guardian. And I own this hospital. You're going to leave the room now. Bruce? Bruce can hardly believe his eyes. It's Tim. His long-lost son is alive, and right in front of him, he races to Tim's side and hugs him. His son is home, but before they revel in the moment, Tim speaks. Tim, I'm sorry. Hi. I can't. <coughs> Don't get up. Save your strength. I have to. Bruce, I didn't come back alone. We have to prepare. Where is Kate? Where is Batwoman? Meanwhile, in another part of Gotham City, Kate Kane is having lunch with Bet Kane. Look, I'm just going to come out and say it because you are terrible at small talk. You look happier than I think I've ever seen in your life. Like, maybe when you were at school, maybe. But this is different. You seem comfortable. You seem confident. Bet. No. I mean it. If this was how it was going to go, you should have gone all in with the Bat family ages ago. Volume. Sorry, I'm just excited. It's not like I can talk about this with anybody up at West Point. Look, I got in a night earlier than I told you because I wanted to watch. I saw your team in action taking down that drug ring, and I wanted Miss Lambert. I told you that if you wanted to be a part of this life... That I needed the same kind of training as you? And look at me, in training, and freaking good at it too. Kate, come on. I passed my second year in exams in the 99th percentile of my class. Do better, then maybe I'll pass a good bird on to Batman. That's not fair! Kate, are you listening to me? I'm sorry. Something's happening. I, I have to go. Stay in uniform, not in costume. That's an order, soldier. Sir, yes, sir. Sometime later, Batwoman arrives at the Belfry to see the whole team present, including Red Robin. What is going on in... You're going to have to see for yourself. Tim? Hey, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) I missed you too, Cassandra. It's good to see you again, Tim. You too, Jean-Paul. Let's get started. Okay, I'm going to need you to take everything I say at face value. We don't have time to deal with implausibility. Says the zombie to the clay monster. No! You're no monster! A highly dangerous future version of myself is in Gotham City. 
In his future, he was forced to take up the mantle of Batman, and he is not happy about it. He believes he can prevent the future here in the present by killing the person who sent his future in motion. He's here to kill Batwoman. How personally should I be taking this? I know. Apparently in his timeline, you do something in the near future that essentially creates his world. It's a lot to take in all at once, but... Oh, I should hold off another minute and wait till she gets here. Spoiler! She's on her way, right? That evening, Spoiler arrives home and slips through the window towards her computers. She plays the latest broadcast from GNN. Hey, Dad. How's your night going? Still dead? Yeah, thought so. What is starting to feel like a coordinated terrorist attack culminated in the deployment of nerve gas in the Logan capital this morning. Superman was on site, dispersing the attack and attempting to force the leaders of the Civil War to make peace. But our reporters are telling us the Theta situation is escalating. Oh, God. And we have confirmation from Maggie Sawyer with the Metropolis Special Crimes Unit that 14 nerve gas canisters were found in the city shortly after the terrorist hijacking of the Daily Planet. We'll have more on that story in a few minutes, but after the break, we catch up with Gotham's newest eligible bachelor, Richard Grayson, and ask him about his on-again, off-again, fiery redhead companion. I'm sorry, Stephanie. I wish I would have listened. But now I'll put things right. Wait, what? Who's there? Hello? Back at the Belfry, Batwoman finds herself in a containment cell. I don't like the idea of staying put in a cage. I'm not a child who needs protecting. Trust me, Kate, I know. Which means he'll know that, too. He'll count on you coming right for him the second you know his target. A few hours ago, I saw him hold his own against Doomsday. I don't mean to be blunt, but I promise you that he could kill you one by one if we don't prepare. This is like all the worst parts of me in one person, with two decades more intelligence and experience. Sounds charming. I'd say you should meet the guy, but I'm literally redesigning the blast door shield so that never happens. And then, bolstering that will have Orphan, Clayface, and Azrael, one of the knights in every room. Knights? <laughs> That's what I've always called the team in my head, the Gotham Knights. Did I never say that out loud? What have you guys been calling yourselves all this time I've been gone? She just calls it... The Team. What's wrong with the team? God, you really are Batman's cousin, aren't you? You know, the second time I came to this place, I asked them what they called themselves, and none of them had a damn clue. Hell, I built a round table upstairs. I know. Found it. Man, this whole building is a work of art. If we're all not dead by tomorrow, let's make sure we chat. I've been dreaming about getting to run some specs with you. I'd love that, Luke. I'm glad they brought you on board. As for what brought me here, I think I might be able to check this deer's temporal energy. But there are still a few Belfry subroutines I can't crack open with you gone. Lost three computers trying. Yeah, I left a few nanograms on the system after my data center was compromised. But I can give you the magic cookies. That'll give you access to everything. I refuse to believe that some of those are real words. Yes. But Robin leaves the room as the team discuss the next step and finds Batman looking out the giant belfry windows. Any traces? The others are getting into the city now. If we've got Batwoman protected here, then this is where he'll need to go. 
I thought he'd be here already. I've been bracing for it. As someone who's lost a lot in my life, if I were given a chance to see my world before it all turned dark, I wouldn't race to throw it all away. I would take the moment to see everything I've lost and revel in it. What do you think that is? I mean, it could be anything. We're talking about two decades of missing time, and beyond that, his time was already different. He talked about a friend that I should have, someone named Connor, and I feel that name tugging on my heart, but I don't know why. If you felt lost in a world that was so different, but so very much the same, where would you go? I'd go to the only place that ever felt like home. Alfred Pennyworth is attending to the greenhouse when a familiar-looking guest arrives. Hello, Alfred. You? You're... You're not Master Wayne? No, Alfred, it's me. It's Tim. Oh, oh, my boy, my... My dear boy, what has happened to you? Your... Tim is okay. He's with Bruce. I'm from a few decades further down the road. I never thought it would be you. Never thought that you would have to bear the weight of the cow. Me neither, Alfred. Me neither. I... I need to ask you something. Yes? If there was something I could do, something that would free me from ever having to become Batman, something terrible, really terrible, Should I do it? Master Timothy, what are you going to do? He's going back to when he belongs. Just then, the Robins appear. Nightwing, Red Hood, and Damian Wayne. Robin, refraction. And we're here to make sure he doesn't get lost on the way. You're all so young and stupid. I used to be so afraid of measuring up to each of you. You were always so stronger than me, each in different ways. But you never measured up to where it counts. I've been fighting training programs based on each of you in your prime for nearly 15 years. You lost this battle the second you decided to engage me. Alfred, now would be a good time to run. I need to work out a few chips off my shoulder. In the midst of the skirmish, Alfred races down to the back of you, sending a distress call. Computer. Computer, this is Penny One. I need an all-points bullet. Cannot comply. Override! Blue Rose! Minutes later, Batmobile arrives as Red Robin and Batman jump out ready for action. Alfred, what's wrong? Master Timothy, the older Master Timothy, I should say, he got to the computer. He's facing the others upstairs. Is that so? The ceiling collapses, with the defeated Robins falling through from the wall. Right behind them is Tim Drake Batman, as the others rise to their feet. You don't need to do this, Tim. You're good, but you can't beat the real Batman and all four Robins at the same time. I don't care how smart you are. This place meant something to you once. Not just Batman, the entire Bat family. You're only here because you're reaching out to it again. We can help you. We can work through this, whatever it is you're going through. You think I'd risk coming to the Batcave to tie up some residual emotions for a life I lost decades ago? 
I was really just a naive child. I came here because the back computer is connected to a half-built program that helped me create my future. You won't finish it for a while yet, Bruce, but I spent years perfecting it. It doesn't even need a satellite in my time. I can run it through my suit. Bruce, what the hell did you start building? No. Without hesitation, Tim Drake's Batman activates a program on the back computer. Here, let me show you. Activate. Brother I is now online. Chapter 4. And now, the conclusion of A Lonely Place of Living. Over the Atlantic Ocean aboard the colony airship, Ulysses Hardin has a stolen Red Robin costume from the Belfry when they raided it last, trying to interface with the Fallen Hero's security system while sending a not-so-nice email to Colonel Kane. Record message. Draft 73C from Ulysses Hadrian Armstrong to Colonel Jacob Kane. Sir, with all due respect and deference, I need to register a formal complaint. I realize that you and the other members of the Colony organization were upset by my actions in Gotham a few months ago. In the heat of the moment, ugly words were thrown around like sadistic, unhinged, and psychotic, that I had an unhealthy obsession with hurting people, and that I was a deranged teenager who was incapable of basic human empathy. My work for the great organization was put into question, and I was removed from weapons development and many of my other day-to-day tasks. I want you to understand that I have hacked into your personal communications, not to threaten you, but to let you know personally and with great sincerity that I hear you, that I have processed these complaints. And while I find them baseless, idiotic, and short-sighted, I am willing to play ball. I'm willing to toe the line. I'm willing to do just about anything to get out from this basic cold monkey work that you could get a half-witten orangutan to. Hmm, end recording. Curious. Very curious. You're receiving a signal. You're interfacing with two other versions of your suit in Gotham City. That shouldn't be possible. Red Robin is supposed to be dead. Brother I is online. Wait, who now? Computer, triple encryption. Cannot comply. Drone fleet activating. Target Catherine Kane. Batwoman, the Belfry. What? Oh god, the colonel is gonna kill me. I need to tell him. Or, I could finally see what all my toys can do. Back in the Batcave, Batman... Red Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin are all fighting Tim Drake's Batman, and he's holding his own against them all. Your actions are pointless, all of you. Brother I already has the weapons I need. You won't get to the Belfry in time to fight back. Batwoman is already dead. I don't want to hurt any of the rest of you. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm trying to give you something. I'm trying to give you back your lives. Sorry, Timmy, I don't believe in Santa Claus. Jason, you're going to learn in a few years that one of your bones never set right after the Joker killed you. There's a growing, debilitating bone spur in your joint hip. There, I found it for you. You're welcome. Why are you doing this? If things are going so badly in the future, why not just bring us together and show us? Work with us to stop it. Because the problem is bigger than that, Dick. The problem isn't any one of you in particular. Except maybe Damien. Drake! He should be killed on sight for what he does to the poor Kent boy. John! What are you... What are you... What? 
What's happening to him? I don't have time for this. What you all need to get through your thick heads right now is that Batman is a curse. And when he dies, that curse systematically destroys each of your lives. Just like it already has done for years. You know I'm right, Bruce. You've spent your entire life grappling with that truth. You're really going to stand there and lie to me? Standing is not what I had in mind. <laughs> you can't punch through your guilt. You worry about that every night. That you left each of us more broken than you found us. That your mission was corrosive poison on every person you've ever touched. And you'll die still afraid that was the truth. I know, because you told me on your deathbed. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm wrong. I thought not. After shocking Batman unconscious, Drake Batman turns to the Robins who are all now coming to their feet. He has one more surprise for them. Look, do I need to make it any plainer? I just beat Batman. All I needed to do was lower his concentration with an emotional plea, and I knew he wouldn't be able to react in time. Brother, what's the tacky on charge? 40% at rising. Time's running out then. Clean up, would you? Did he just activate all the Batmobiles? We're gonna have to fight them, aren't we? Yes. Hey, knocked the wheels off one before. How hard can it be? <laughs> Brother I, give me the location of the drone fleet. Approaching the Belfry now. Hmm. In the Belfry, the Gotham Knights are now aware of the impending attack on the Belfry and are bracing for the worst. There's something incoming. I think you've run into these guys before my time here. The colony drone fleet. They can level buildings. Last time they got here, Batwing, they killed him. Honestly, Batwoman, I think that's why Tim locked you in. These cells, as long as the door stays shut, I think they survive a hell of a lot more than these guys can offer. Security system compromised. Or not! The security doors holding that one will explode as the drone army enters the Belfry Tower. The rest of you get out of here. I'll hold them off as long as I can. No, Kate. We together. For the order of St. Dumas. The commotion of the Batmobile is being activated. Drake Batman makes his escape to the transport train to Belfry, with Red Robin chasing him. <laughs> you know, should have thought of a way to get back to the Belfry without using the transportation system that I built from scratch. <laughs> Why should I have done that, Tim? I wanted you to follow me. Next stop, the Belfry. I think you're smart enough to know that you wouldn't be able to beat me alone. If you move against me, I'll take you down. But I don't want to do that. What's happening to you? Hypertime is fighting back. The time stream doesn't want to be changed, and I'm changing things, Tim. The more I interact with all of you, the more time asserts itself and is sending me back to where I belong. But if it were impossible, I would be gone already. There's still hope to kill Batwoman and save our future. Uh, I can't allow that. You think Batwoman is your ally? 
in a few short weeks, she is going to hit exactly the shattering point of everything you have built in Gotham. Her actions are the start of a chain of events that lead to me. Ha! You're so young and naive. Do you think it's the lengths I'm willing to go? A difference in morality that makes my future reprehensible? You're wrong. It's your broken heart, your broken spirit. You believe the world can be made better, and I don't believe that anymore. And I want to stop you from becoming me as much as you do. You can have Stephanie. You can go to college, have a full life. That can be all about you. Leave all the ridiculous capes and costumes behind. The responsibility won't have to fall on you any longer. You'll be free, like you haven't been since the day you decided that Batman was losing himself in the wake of Jason's death, and you decided to act. If you don't, Tim, it's going to be you who loses everything. All you need to do is stand out of my way and let me act. The blood won't be on your hands. You can walk away from this clean. Arriving at the Belfry. You know, you know I can't do that. Yes, I do. Goodbye, Tim. The Bat Train arrives at the Belfry. Drake Batman knocks Red Robin unconscious and heads towards the top of the tower. Inside the knights are battling hundreds of the drones. Brother I, cage the center, pause the assault. I would like to finish this myself. I comply. No! Get away from her! A shield begins to form over Drake Batman and Batwoman. Hello, Kate. Tim, so apparently I'm going to piss you off pretty bad in the future. No, Kate. You disappoint me. You disappoint everyone. I used to think so highly of you. You know I was the one who told Batman you would be the perfect choice to run the Belfry? It's the confidence in your voice, the way you hold yourself day to day. It hides that you have no idea to what you're doing, no idea to who you are or how to shape your mission to help anyone but yourself. You destroy people, Kate. That's all you've ever done, piece by piece. But it's over now. Not yet. A batarang hits Drake Batman's gun as the shield collapses and Red Robin enters the room. How are you doing this? I built these computers. Brother I, take back control. Yeah, then I rebuilt them. Your younger self just funneled all of the control of the base into my subsystems, not yours. Brother I has no power in the Belfry. He'll be able to hack through in another ten minutes or so, but from what I hear, you don't have that long. No! I can still do this. No. You can't. Brother I, listen to me. Bring down this building now. I'm sorry, Tim. Batman. Outside the Belfry, Batman and the Robins are airborne in bat planes and have begun to take out the drone army.
infected all of my vehicle's computer systems. But you didn't account for the older models. Stay information, everyone. Take each of the drones down. We can't risk one surviving the attack. Look, I'm not going to lie. I used to have dreams about doing this. I was pulling off equivalent stripes when I was still in diapers. So, like a week ago then? Cool bar. Lab brain. Boys, focus. He's starting it. Damien. Father. Ugh. Drake Batman stands to his feet and runs to the large window to see the drone army destroyed. No. Nightwing to Red Robin, the coast is clear. Let's finish this. No. I'm done fighting. Red Robin stands next to his older self. You don't think I don't know there's a cost? I do. I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost teammates. I've watched cities burn and people die. No matter what we do... There will always be a cost, and it will always hurt. But I still remember what Batman and Robin meant to me before I was in this life, and I know what they mean to so many people in Gotham and around the world. They say it doesn't matter who you are. You can stand up and make the world better. I don't think that life has to be lonely. I think that life can be whatever you make of it. You could bring people into it to lift you up and make you stronger. You can be a full person. This whole building was our dream. It can still be our dream. It won't work. None of this is going to work. You're going to see it all fall apart in your hands, and it's going to destroy you. Drake Batman can no longer stop the phasing from happening and is pulled back to his future, but not before leaving some final words for his younger self. System compromised. Retracting program to core suit computer. Must return central system to reconstitute. Preparing to re-enter time stream. Brother, I just stopped fighting my defenses. It's retreating into his suit. Of course, everything's going back to where it belongs. Including me and you. Hold on tight, Tim. As tight as you can to every moment. Because this will all be over sooner than you can imagine. Now Red Robin stands alone in front of the broken windows of the Belfry as the rest of the team comes to join him. Tim, Tim, are you there? Is he gone? Is it over? Tim! been a TBU and ELTD production. All sound clips and music belong to their respected copyright holders. These are used for illustration and narrative purposes only. No copyright infringement is intended. Tim Drake and all related Batman characters are the property of DC Comics. And now the cast of A Lonely Place of Living. 
This is Dustin Fritchell, senior editor of TheBatmanUniverse.net and one of the hosts behind the Batman Universe comic podcast, and I played the narrator. Hey now, this is Bill Jet Ramey from the website Batman on Film, and I play the part of the narrator in this production. I am Michael Bailey, and I play Mr. Oz, a.k.a. Jorel. Spoiler warning! And I am the proprietor of the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network, which is the home of It All Comes Back to Superman, The Overlooked Dark Knight, and other shows. I'm Andrew Leyland, and I played Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, I'm Andrew Leyland, and I played Michael Caine as Alfred Pennyworth. I can be heard on the Fantastic Cast. Palace of Glittering Delights, Hey Kids Comics, and The Overlooked Dark Knight with Michael Bailey. I also do Listen to the Prophets with Bill Robinson and Paul Spataro, which is a Deep Space Nine podcast. My name is Justin Kowalski. I am the host of the Let's Go podcast and the Let's Go comic show. I'm also part of the Batman on Film podcast. And in this adaptation of A Lonely Place of Living, I am portraying Bruce Wayne and Batman. Hi, my name is Ashley Ramon Kowalski, and I'm eight years old, and I'll be playing the voice of Damian Wayne, also known as Robin. My name's Alpha Night Five. This is Andy DiGenova. I played Nightwing, and I am from Holy Batcast. So you can check out Holy Batcast at holybatcast.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, all those places. But most importantly, you can find Holy Batcast wherever you download your podcasts. My name is Matt Ritchie from the Let's Go Comic Show, and I play the part of Red Hood. Bringing you the voice of Batwoman has been Olivia Mullins, also known as Automatica over on YouTube, where you can catch me reviewing action figures, talking about comics, and all sorts of other assorted geekery. Salwete. This is Stella from Backworld Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. And I played Stephanie Brown, a.k.a. Spoiler. Yo, my name's Donovan Grant. I played Luke Fox, also known as Batwing, in this audio drama podcast. I run a show called Questions We Have No Answers. I can be found on QNOAnswers.com. It's a kind of a social, political, sort of like, you know, talk of the week show about the things that really matter that I co-host with my friend and podcast co-host, Harrius and Jute. Um, I also write for the BatmanUniverse.net. I've appeared several times and will continue to appear several times on the Backworld Oracle podcast hosted by Stella. And I've written uh, various reviews, articles, and essays. You can find my name, Donovan Grant, and kind of check out what I've done, including an ongoing, as of this moment, uh essay series on the character of Tim Drake and his history leading up to the end of the Red Robin run, which has about two more essays left to come out. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and uh, enjoy. Hello, this is Rick Shue from Batman on Film, and I am Clefus. The Expositional News Network anchor was played by Tom Panneries. You can find me at Pop Culture Affidavit, a podcast covering everything random in the world of popular culture, In Country, a podcast covering Marvel Comics' The Nom, and Required Reading with Tom and Stella. Those can be found at the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which can be found at twotruefreaks.com. Pop Culture Affidavit and In Country can be found at popcultureaffidavit.com, and Required Reading with Tom and Stella can be found at requiredreadingwithtomandstella.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at popaff, that's P-O-P-A-F-F. 
Tonight, the part of Brother I was played by the irredeemable Shag of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. There you can hear me on shows such as Aquaman and Firestorm, Who's Who, JLI, the Bwahaha Podcast, Digest Cast, and many more. My name is Stuart Murray, and I played Ulysses Armstrong. I can be found on youtube.com forward slash stewmurray47 or on Instagram and Twitter simply at stewmurray47. Tonight, the part of Superman was played by Todd and Al. I'm Ruth, and I played Commissioner Montoya and the nurse. And I'm Darren, and I played the doctor. We're from the Rad Adventures Podcast Network, which features shows including Trekker Talk, about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair, from the Trekker comics by Ron Randall. Xenozoic Xenophiles, about the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. And Warlord Worlds, about the comics of Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow. You can find our shows on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And find all of our episodes at radadventuresnetwork.com. Thank Thank you, you, Robert. Robert. Hi, I am Monica from Crossover University, and I play Betty Kane. Hey, I'm Al from Crossover University. I play Drone One. Hey, I'm Anthony from Crossover University, and I played Red Hood. Hey, I'm Eric from Crossover University. I played a doctor. This is Ryan Haas, reading for the part of Jean-Paul Vallée, or Azrael, the Avenging Angel. Terrence O'Neill, I played Anarchy. I can be found on the Robin Everyone Loves the Drake podcast, the Batman and Robin Eternal Volume 2 podcast, and hopefully sometime in 2018 I'll have the Jason Todd Toddcast podcast up and running. And I am Rob Myers, the host and founder of Robin Everyone Loves the Drake comic podcast. I, of course, voiced Tim Drake, a.k.a. Red Robin, Tim Drake, a.k.a. The Batman of Tomorrow, and you might not know, I also voice Doomsday a little bit. So uh, you can find me, obviously, on this show, Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake, but Terrence and I have a new show, and I get to play co-host on that one, our newly launched Batman and Robin Eternal podcast. So uh, we created the second podcast as a way to give us a chance to talk a little bit more broader if we want to talk about Damien or Jason or Dick or just something else broader in the Batman universe where maybe it doesn't necessarily fit into this comic podcast. It gives us a little chance to spread our wings a little bit. So it's just been released on iTunes and I think it's going to start to fall out to the other ones like Stitcher, Google Hangouts, Windows Media and all those various outlets so again thank you very much for listening to this radio drama production and uh i I don't know maybe there'll be something in the future there's nothing on the table right now that's not a hint hint wink wink i think i'm gonna go sleep for the next three months so thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed this take care god bless bye